Our gospel today is a, a good one to reflect on. We might ask ourselves, where do we see in the world this dynamic of people who say yes to the Lord, but then don't go to the vineyard, or people who say no to the Lord, and then change their minds and, and go? So I want to look at the, the two ideas of that and then look at a quote from St. Therese. So, the, the son who said yes but didn't go, where do we see that? Well, I think we see it in various ways. I think sometimes we see it in people who are raised in the faith, they have received the faith, um, maybe even confirmed in the faith, maybe even got married in the church. Jesus has called them to follow him, and yet, for whatever reason, they they kind of drift away, but they let it. They kind of let it go. Their initial yes sort of fades away for various reasons. Um, now it didn't mean that it didn't mean that there wasn't anything there, or, or that it, it didn't mean anything at some time. But at this time now, for some reason, there's there's been a barrier that's been placed. So for lack of root or for lack of nourishment, that relationship with God sort of withers away. So we might say that maybe there was a lack of an authentic encounter with the Lord. Perhaps there was something missing there initially. It's hard to, I think every case is different. Uh, or perhaps some obstacle comes into place and begins to uh, be this thing that I can't overcome. I, I don't want to work to get past this thing. So, you know, lots of people have obstacles in their lives when it comes to being uh, followers of the Lord, especially in the church, right? We could point to lots of things today that people would say, well, because of this, this is why I don't practice my faith. So the religious authorities of Jesus's day, they too, by and large, said, yes, I'm going to follow the Lord. That's what their lives were about, right? To be a Pharisee, to be a, a Sadducee, uh, to be a scribe was to be really intentionally trying to follow the Lord. They were really, that was their life. Um, and yet, they did not recognize Jesus. They didn't see Jesus for who he was. So something there was missing, right? Um, we might ask the question, can this happen to me? Can this happen in our own time? Can this happen to us? I think it can, right? Sometimes we see that. So, you know, we, we think of, uh, maybe the example of marriage is a prevalent uh, thing to think about. You say yes on the day you get married, right? Or even a priest when we get ordained, we say yes to that. Not knowing exactly what we're going to face, right? What the obstacles are going to come. But recognizing and saying, I will say yes to this and I'm going to continue to say yes. And it is something we have to keep working at, right? To say yes again and again and again, day in and day out. It's a yes that continues. And so it's not enough just to say yes at some past moment, some past uh, experience of the Lord or some experience that was uh, meaningful for us. Um, but what's happening now? What is the Lord doing now in my life? Oftentimes when I talk to people, could be at a funeral, could be at a, a wedding, or just out in public somewhere, that are not practicing their faith, they will often say things like, oh, when I was a kid, I was an altar boy. Or when I was a kid, I, I really had this experience. Uh, sometimes the conversation never gets around to what, what happened. But part of me just wonders, what's happening now in your life? Where's the Lord now in your life? Because it's not like he stops pursuing us. There's this intentional desire of the Lord to bring us deeper. So, so it's a thing to ponder. Why do people say yes, but then their yes turns to a no at some point? And then the other son, who said no, but then goes to the vineyard. Who are these people? 
Well, I think, again, we can say there's probably people's lives who sort of roughly fit in that category. Those who have come back after being away for many years, perhaps, um, maybe years of not practicing their faith, or maybe they were caught up in sins that kind of kept them from really saying yes to the Lord more, more fully. Perhaps there was a lifestyle of sin that separated them from the church. You know, there's lots of ways in pe which people can be drawn away and never have that full opportunity to say yes to God. But then something happens, right? There's some kind of experience, some event, someone in their life. God does something and opens the door and suddenly they see things in a new way. They see with a clearer vision and they begin to hunger and desire that relationship with God and His church. And so they come back to the vineyard. Even though their initial response perhaps was, was no, eventually it becomes yes. Conversion does happen. And it's really the Lord who orchestrates all of it, right? We can be instruments in the hands of God. So often, I think, we probably all have people we pray for, right? Like, Lord, why don't you just get that person back to church? Why are they so... Why, why won't they come back? Maybe it's a son, maybe it's a daughter, maybe it's a friend. Whatever the case may be, right? We hunger for their, their desire to, to grow within. I can't just give it to them. They have to, it has to be something that God does in them so we can pray. So this is a dynamic that we see again, that there is this conversion that happens. And it's a beautiful thing to see and witness, isn't it? When we see that in someone's life. So those are things to ponder. Uh, from our gospel. I wanted to share, this comes from the uh, Magnificat, Reflection for Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Feast of uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, but since it falls on Sunday, we don't celebrate it. So, but there's this quote that I want to share from her. So she writes this, Oh Jesus, how happy I would be if I had been faithful. But alas, often in the evening, I am sad because I feel I could have corresponded better with your graces. If I were more united to you, more charitable with my sisters, more humble and more mortified, I would feel less sorrow when I talk to you in prayer. So notice there what she's saying is basically, I messed up today. I messed up. But then she says this, and yet, oh my God, very far from becoming discouraged at the sight of my miseries, I come to you with confidence, recalling that those who are well do not need a doctor, but the sick do. I like that quote for some reason. I think for me it's something I, in, some, in one way or another, it's something I've prayed often at the end of the day, like, ah, it could have gone a lot better than it did, but it didn't. And I find comfort in the fact that this is a saint, St. Therese, one of the greatest saints of the 20th century, who writes this. Um, she was 24 when she died, so I don't know when she wrote this exact phrase, but she probably didn't change a whole lot from when she wrote it to when she died. So to me, it says, if a saint thought that way, a saint had days like that, oh, well, Maybe it's okay if I have days like that. You know, it gives us little hope. So she writes this, and uh, it's, a, it's an honest reflection, and yet she has great confidence in the Lord. She's not discouraged by her failures. And so for us, we should have hope, right? Have hope. God is merciful. God is good. God seeks our conversion. He seeks 
us always. And so no matter where we are, if we find ourselves saying, I'm kind of like the first son who said yes, but didn't go, or I'm like the other son who said no, but then went, wherever we are, um, God is pursuing us. It's important for us to say yes to God. Ultimately, that's really, really important. We want to say yes to God, to continue to say yes. But maybe you are at a point in your life where you are not sure if you can say yes. Maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's an obstacle that you're wrestling with or something that has uh, sort of disenfranchised you from God's church. So I'd encourage you to pray about that. Ask the Lord to change your heart. And I think we can all pray for each other too. Jesus will help us to say yes. And we can pray that Jesus would help us to say not yes just as individuals, but collectively, as, as a community. Let's help each other say yes. Let's be praying and, and lifting each other up in prayer that we too may say yes to the Lord, wherever he's calling us to say yes.